1: We come to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who regrets streaking at Optus Stadium on Thursday night. It's Adam Rosenbark's. Oh, g'day, Michael. What a
0: fantastic week of football, weekend of football we have had. And I got to say, I'm disappointed in myself, to be honest. Like, I, I just, like, I just got overwhelmed. I got excited, Michael, because. For the first time, I was allowed to go to a game of footy. I snuck into WA mm-hmm. and I kept it low key. So there's a lot, it's a big border and they can't keep an eye on all of it, right? And so I just sort of, the corner, you know where Northern Territory and South Australia and WA meet?
1: Ah, yeah, sure, mate. yeah, and I've been there quite a few times.
0: Yeah, so I kind of, across crossed there. I won't say how I got there, but uh, let's just say. They, need, the to build a, they need to build a wall, that's all I'm saying. But,
1: mate, the wall isn't going to stop my <laughs> Zeppelin. <laughs> they need to build a wall and Tasmania pays for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I got to uh, Optus Stadium Thursday night because I love seeing a ding dong battle between Geelong and Collingwood in WA. That's my favourite game of the year. I look forward to it ever since I've been a little tacker. Mm-hmm. And it got towards the end of the game, and I thought, "Fucking hell, this is fun." But I will tell you what, everyone would want now that you know. Sure, the restrictions are there. It's only a half full stadium. There's gaps. Every second aisle was um, every second aisle was empty, just to make sure that social distancing was done. And so I took my top off because I was going to wrap it round my head, so you know, like a mask. And that came off as I jumped the fence, and I ran out there. And I tell you what, those security guards over in Perth—they are fucking quick, my friend.
1: They are pacing, aren't they? They're excited. Oh, they mowed <laughs> me down. I didn't even get to the fifty. They're real excitement machines over there. Oh, they were unbelievable! It turned into a foot race. I couldn't even get out to the fat side of the ground,
0: and they brought me down. And as I was getting dragged off, now a lot of junk timers don't realise that I had grown uh, some dreadlocks for the occasion. Yep. I looked a lot different than I normally do. Yeah. And as I was coming off, I thought, you know, it would be even more fun. I'll try and get my gear off. I'll try and get my pants off. That's right. And they they kept pulling my pants up.
1: That, that was, can kill choice. That was yeah. I mean, I mean, in what kind of world do we live in where a yeah. man can't show his penis <laughs> to yeah. a few thousand people?
0: Yeah, in front of uh, you know uh, women, children, and families. Why can't you get your cock out? That is,
1: it's just PC gone mad, is what it is. It was pretty funny because yeah, he did go on with a shirt, and then as the footage shows, I think it's on Instagram accounts. So I can't imagine be on the networks, but did he get out? Did he go out without a shirt? With a shirt on? Oh, I, I have. I've only seen the ending. Where I mean, I only watched the best bits where he's trying to get his yeah. Cock, okay, yeah. So as far as I know, topless pants on. Well, a picture of him tackled here and he's not wearing a mm. shirt. Good. And yeah, he- good.
0: Because Otherwise, I, I think what you're mistaken, uh, and this is on the media, there's a difference between a streaker and a ground, a pitch invader. And he was a pitch invader. A streaker, to me... Denotes that he has no clothes on. Yes. Is yes. that the same I think for I that's you? fair to say, yes. And he appears yeah, to be. Yeah, so just because they're on the ground does not mean they're a streaker. Get your fucking terms
1: right, uh, AFL press. He appears to be wearing jeans as well. So then yes, the he other had jeans footage on. I saw is that when he, he's probably about 20 metres from the boundary line, he's struggling to try off. and get his pants down and they're, yeah. they're kind of trying to hold them up, I suppose.
0: <laughs> so he's gone out to the middle, he's gotten tackled, he's coming off and he's going, ah, oh, fuck. I didn't get it to do what I want to do. I'm going to try it anyway. I didn't Imagine that. Live out my
1: childhood dream.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so because uh, Australia is pretty much uh, still heavily in quarantine, and the interesting thing with that game was Collingwood and Geelong, because they hadn't served two weeks over there, were still, a quarant- were still in quarantine. Mm-hmm. So the only people that could go out on the ground were people who were also in quarantine. So that, to me... I found that really strange. So if, so basically, it's saying that these guys were
1: still in their fourteen day. Um, yeah, hub, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, and they say they don't let anybody on the ground. Yes, for, that's four right. Four hours before the game. Yeah, and so it's a Victorian man who I believe has a short term of work in um, Mangerup, I believe. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and he thought, I mean, I'm here working. It's pretty stressful. I need to blow, <laughs> I need to blow some steam off. And so he decided to uh, attempt to get his penis out at a football stadium. Now, Just
0: a uh, qu- quick question without notice. No. Oh, no,
1: go ahead. Oh, well, there's No, go ahead. I mean, uh, you know, I hate a question without notice, but I'll put up with it this time.
0: If the players were in quarantine and then they kick the ball into the crowd and someone marks it, is that person then holding a contaminated ball, and do they need to go on a 14-day quarantine?
1: Yeah, but there is a cure. I don't know if you've heard about this new research mm. coming out about corona. Um, oh, yeah. If you pull your pants down in front of a crowd, you oh. are, you, you're protected. You get the anti, you get the antibodies.
0: Is that right? Because oh, I thought maybe if you mark the ball, you've therefore got leather poisoning, and everyone knows that leather poisoning overrides COVID.
1: I suppose if they're marking the ball, well, they're in quarantine already, so actually it's probably safe no, but to if kick- someone. No,
0: if somebody in the crowd marks the ball yeah yeah but
1: that's the mean they they they're in quarantine themselves because they're if they're a WA local so you could say in theory it's safer to kick the ball into the crowd than it is for the crowd to kick the ball to the players Now, hang on how are the crowd in quarantine well but i mean the WA's been locked down you know so if- no but
0: they but they're free like the, the 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 Collingwood and Geelong players couldn't leave the ground
1: or their hotels and stuff they were like a they were like a rolling quarantine hub Look, this is why I hate questions without notice, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Can I read a headline from news.com.au where I get all of my good news? About um, the streaker? Um, yeah, second only to the Daily Mail is the uh, hottest website on the web. Oh, absolutely. So it has an article here, uh, t- the headline, AFL Streaker Optus Stadium, Perth. Break silence after 50,000K hangover. Now, weren't we just waiting? Oh. It was a long 24 hours, wasn't it, Adam? And we're like, I, I
0: needed, I needed to hear
1: it from <laughs> when, him. I needed to know why. When are we going to gonna hear, we gonna hear and
0: share his story? Mm. Can you imagine though? Because usually, you know, they flash up before a game. What is it? About seven and a half, eight thousand dollar fine. It's, generally, it's always
1: a weird number. It's like eight thousand three hundred and forty two dollars and fifty cents. And you go, how did they yeah. come up with that?
0: Yeah. So imagine when he gets off the ground, and he goes, "Oh, don't worry, I've got a grand. I'm a FIFO." Oh, fuck, I'm not going to Bali this year. I can't, I can't ride my fucking jet ski out there. I've got the coin, fellas. And then they go, it's 50 grand. Imagine a $50,000 fine. Like, man, in 20 years when he's, or, you know, 40 years, his grandkids go, why didn't you ever buy a house, Grandpa? And he's like, well, uh,
1: funny story. <laughs> <laughs> funny story. And, they, and then they hear the story and they go, was it a funny story, Dad? <laughs> granddad, granddad you, you, you seem like a bit of a cockhead, Granddad. <laughs> uh, but it's also one year in jail. Which I imagine that you're not going to get that. and I don't think you're going to get the fifty. But I mean, they have lifted the rate. It's a fair, it's a fair fucking whack. Um, that is huge. Like that is got to take out a loan to pay a fine. That's fucking. That's brutal. I mean, uh, some of us have that kind of cash on hand. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but then also the idea that uh, one year in jail, like yeah, no, again showing up into the prison, and this is an old yeah. joke, but it's like you know what are you in for? What are you in for? Oh, yeah. Got my cock out at Optus Stadium.
0: <laughs> are you in protective custody there because you because you broke quarantine and you know people are fucking right on it at the moment. Like I'm in Victoria and we're just about to go into full masks. It's going to be on. So would you have to go into protective custody because if they if you walk out and they go that's the fucking that's him that's the streaker,
1: dude. I mean yeah I mean you have to go. What don't they say? Yeah, solitary. You go uh, pedophiles and crooked cops. Yep, and, and streakers. Yeah, and streakers. Yeah. Streakers I think during can, COVID. I think we can add that to the list, yeah. The big three, as they call it. I remember years ago, a mate of mine, I can't remember if I told you this, sorry. Um, That's it. I had a mate. <laughs> um, no, but I had a mate of mine, and he, he filmed like a, I suppose you call it a corporate video for a prison. And it was what they showed to the prisoners when they arrived, Um, kind of show you the process, you know, come in almost like an induction video yeah great. um yeah <laughs> um kind of you know you go here put your clovers there put your, you know fill out this form all that kind of stuff and then yep. he had to film a bit where he went to go and talk to the psych and um mm-hmm. and he was just kind of out of curiosity he said oh, i'll just answer the questions you know as i generally would if i was going into prison very method acting yeah and he finished and he was like oh how'd i go and the guy was like you are going straight to solitary <laughs> <laughs> because for your own protection. He, well, yeah, because he said what you meant to. Well, he said for the people who uh, can go out with the normal group, like they've got a bit of an attitude of like, you know, I don't care. You know, I'm not frightened. I don't. I won't miss my family yeah. and friends. But he was saying, you know, I'm generally frightened. I'm going to be, you know, missing a lot yeah, of people. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're in big fucking trouble, mate. <laughs> Dude, uh, I remember, you know, Pentridge prison. I, I mean obviously you do yeah. Um, yeah So there was a mate of mine You know how they turned it into apartments Or turned a bulk of it into apartments Yes I do Yeah so I had a mate of mine who lived there And So
0: Pentridge for anyone who's not from uh, Victoria Is kind yeah. of It's Victoria's like sh- It's like no- Shawshank Prison Yeah it was the most notorious prison in Victoria Big Bluestone motherfucker
1: um, And so One day there was like a door open In Is it Cell Block H Where Chopper would be
0: um, He was in Jica Jica, wasn't
1: he uh, No I think he was in Pentridge for a while Okay. And then maybe got moved when he <laughs> cut his fucking ears off. Um, but um, no,
0: Joker Joker was a division in Pentridge.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, maybe, that, maybe that's it yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. So that door was open. And so we were yeah. both like, hmm, okay, let's go in. <laughs> and yeah, it was let's. dilapidated and like, you know, roof had fallen in and stuff like that. And you kind of walk past these cells and you could see the, the kind of indoor yard. Yep. And then we kind of got a bit further and there was like another gate open. We were like, okay, let's go through here. And we're both kind of like trying to be like tough, but also we are fucking terrified right now. And we kind of got into the heart of the prison and we just went, oh no, we can't do this. And just ran away, like ran out of it. How old were you? Oh, like 35. It was fucking terrifying. (laughs) It was so spooky. It was so spooky walking in there. It was like like the dead of winter, probably five o'clock. So getting a bit dark. In your head, oh, and you're looking around, and you're going like, nah, man, some bad shit's happened here. I even had a mate, they did okay, we'll get back to the football, but I had a mate, <laughs> I had a mate years ago and it, they did tours of Pentridge, yeah. Um, when it was shot, yeah, out. I went on one of those tours, yeah, gotcha. So, I had a mate, he said he went on a first date. I've got some weird fucking friends, he went first on a date. first date on a tour of Pentridge, Jesus, and, and he said halfway through, he kind of, you know, kind of turned to the you know. The the lady and just said, oh, you know, oh, sorry, I'm just having a bit of a tough time because um, it kind flashbacks. of a few flashbacks because you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did five years here, and she was like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh no, I'm just joking, I'm just joking. Uh, and guess what? They uh, it didn't work out.
0: Never saw each other again. <laughs> when I did the when I did the tour, they uh took us down into the soli- solitary bit. I mean, we, know, we, I mean we, we,
1: we should be talking football, but we do know true crime podcasts do actually fucking go yeah, pretty they well. They do really well. Yeah,
0: yeah We'll get 50,000 new listeners off the back of this. <laughs> they took me down to like the old school 1800 solitary room. And so they, they put you in there and they closed the door and it's fully pitch black. You can't see anything. And if you put your arms out, you can touch both walls. No way. And they said the game that the prisoners used to play was to take a button off their shirt and just throw it and then try and find it.
1: Oh, dude.
0: That was their game, to, to stop their insanity. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then they would become best
1: friends with the button, and then they would have sex with it. Oh, dude. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. Prison. Prison is quite a large part of my life by the fact that... Uh a multitude of people uh, who educated me throughout the years at Catholic schools <laughs> have ended up at them. <laughs> On to something a lot more exciting, Michael. We have
0: a brand new sponsor. Yay! Ba 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 da 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 da, da. Yeah, no, no need to sing the Theme song, mate. This is uh, a happy, this is a happy, joyous
1: occasion. Um, you won't believe it. King Tuts Putt Putt have got on board the Jug timer Timers podcast. Can you believe that? that is I sent them an amazing. email.
0: I sent them an email and said, Hey, we mentioned you on the podcast. Didn't say the context. Hope they don't <laughs> listen uh, to the previous episodes. But we have King Tut Tut's uh, putt putt on board. And if you send us in a footballer in real life from the Gold Coast hub area we're going to hook you up. You've got a round of golf on junk time
1: and King Touch Puck. Now, is it a double pass or is it an individual pass? Definitely, definitely double. Definitely a double. A double. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. So, if you're on the Goldie, or if, you, or if you, yeah, so the rule is if you spot a football in real life on the Goldie, because they're going to be up yes. there for a long time now. They are. Uh, or, I mean, we'll get to it later, but there's talk of a WAG hub as well. So, do yeah. we want to expand it to WAGs? Nah, we'll keep it football. Yeah, no, yeah, we don't want to infringe. Yeah, no, you. we don't want wags actually. Yeah, 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 yeah We, we no. feel
0: we feel grubby that. Yeah, that's actually that. That. that's a very good point. I mean, you know, one of us is happy to stalk their uh, Instagram pages and
1: follow anonymous accounts like uh, Beck Judd loves,
0: but that's just one of us who does that.
1: So if you spot a football in real life on the Goldie, send in an mm. email to junktimeapplepod at gmail.com. Don't put it on yeah, Twitter we're, or Facebook. We don't really kind of live. Live timing of where they're at Just send an email that We can read out during the week At the end of the week um, And yeah. we can uh, fling you via email a, um, a little round of golf At King Tut's Putt-Putt Bloody hell I'll I tell you what if you're, if you're single
0: And you're looking to Seal the deal of a date Nothing will do it more Than uh, getting around How many holes is it? I've never played there It's actually a it like question. Yeah,
1: 160? Well I actually looked up They've got a promotional video On the website So I watched that the other day Yep, and mate, it's a fucking treat. I mean, I mean, mm. if anything, we should we should be charging people. people should be <laughs> people should be paying us to yeah, get this voucher. Yeah. Um, you know
0: what uh, I love about uh, mini golf is they still have nine and eighteen. Like it's gonna fucking matter. Like you go, how'd you go on the back nine? You go, mate, the fucking windmill flicked my ball out into the ocean. What does it
1: matter? But if you you did mention kind of a date scenario there, I feel like mm, totally. mini mini golf is a bit of a date scenario. I, I haven't done that myself, but yeah. I feel like uh, that would be a bit of a, a romantic... Well, a little bit of a get to know you while we part around a windmill.
0: Yeah, we have have a bit of fun, you know. While we, uh, you know, put it into... I'm assuming there's a pyramid there. Is is there a, a pharaoh's tomb? You would
1: hope, yeah. I feel yeah. like, um, if I remember correctly watching the video, I think I think it didn't strict, strictly adhere to the Egyptian theme. So I think there are oh, a few different, okay. it, a few different it versions. Br- it branches out. Yeah. When was the last time you played mini golf? Oh mate! Thank I, you for joining us at the uh, AFL podcast that we do.
0: <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time I played mini golf. I can't remember yeah, either. I, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge mini golfer.
1: I there was a fancy one when I went to London for Christmas. See my brother and wife and uh, my fam- and the rest of my family came over. There was a fancy one at the Westfield at um, uh, Shepherd's Bush, mm-hmm. uh, which is a yeah, massive Westfield, and um, they had like a kind of flash mini golf there. So my brother took my nephew to that. And then I didn't go in there though. But I I took my kid uh, I took my kids, <laughs> <I> took my <laughs> yeah. Then I had to hand them back. <laughs> I took my the police caught up with me. I, t- I yeah. took my nieces to a place called Kidzania. Do you know what Kidzania is? Uh, I don't know, like an arcade. Not quite. It's almost like a mini Westfield where the kids work in the shops.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Like so
1: a, they you
0: you like ch- that Bugsy Malone kind of um, I, I suppose film? Suppose
1: so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Scott Bayer, Jodie Foster, doing some of their finest work, don't Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It,
0: it sounds a lot like uh, Bangladesh, where well, the little kids make the shoes for us to wear.
1: It's a little bit like, um, well, it's it kind of corporate. So, a lot of the shops are kind of, you know, a bit of a get kids involved in corporatized stuff very quickly. Like, you check in, and it's like a British Airways kind of check-in um oh, okay and you get a wristband so that the kids can't wander off so they can monitor like if someone leaves like yep, yep. um you know like if you know a, th- a four-year-old wanders off like you know they know where they are um yep. and i mean i was already wearing my ankle bracelet so i was fine <laughs> <laughs> but then you can and they get i uh, get a you can create a bank account so when you work in the shops you get i think it's O's. And you can build up that bank account, which I think you then probably kind of redeem it for, you know, um, yeah, something in the merch shop, you know. But they work oh, in like in.
0: A, it's like you're, it's like your super.
1: You can work in like a supermarket or like be a courier or be a doctor or, or be a, um, a firefighter or a police person. It was um it was actually really cool. There's no like mini meth labs. Uh yeah no there was a there was a mini finks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He was a uh, Sergeant-at-Arms junior.
1: I mean, that's actually probably a good lead-in. Can I, can I tell you a story about this week? And this is football-related, folks, okay? Loosely. Please. So I had a I had a blank. I was sitting here and I had a blank about Tony Cochran, right? I'm okay. <laughs> I had a blank about Tony Cochran. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this isn't blankety-blanks. You don't have to fill it in. <laughs> don't send it in. Uh, ugly Michael Dave bro, what have you a got? blank... <laughs> About Tony Cochran uh, Send t- us your answers <laughs> Junk Timers Interesting Story about my mother-in-law Um. <laughs> uh. So I, I, f- I forgot his name The Gold and Coast so chairman Yes Yeah yeah So I typed into my phone Gold Coast I went to type Gold Coast president Okay Yep And I mm-hmm. typed I got halfway through the word And I wrote Gold Coast Prezi. And and yeah He's the chairman I, I realise that now um, Yep And you know what came up On my phone It said <laughs> it, said, it said Gold Coast Prezi. And I and it said Banditos, Gold Coast president, <laughs> <laughs> Finks, Jesus. Gold Coast president, <laughs> <laughs> and Mongols, Gold Coast president. <laughs> really? They're yeah. the auto yeah. and fucking I, hell I, and I I generally I'm not Google. I mean I I'm imagining my phone, you know, listens to me, but the only time I really do talk bike is, is when I'm with you <laughs> for yeah. this for this half hour hour. And um and yeah, and, and I was like, fuck man, like it didn't come up you know gold coast president of you know some big corporation or you know fucking charity it came up with the fucking bikey gangs
0: what i'd love though is if you click through if it had their like um, you know bikey profiles what? so it's lo- you know i love loves beating people with you know fucking tyre tyre lever or you know airport bollard you know oh, airport bollard <laughs> 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 you know, what's your favorite thing to produce? Uh, you know, meth, <laughs> uh, nine millimeter. You know, just oh. little things, so we get to know them, as they are, and then you, you know, you've got them in action shots in their footy, footy cards.
1: Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Surely there's like a bikie, uh, like Tinder app type. You know, I'd just say that's Tinder, wouldn't you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's your. Uh, that's not your Bumble.
1: So anyway, so what we're talking about, King Tut's putt putt. Hey mate, oh, yesterday. Are we uh, talking footy now? I'm talking footy. I think we're oh about God. twenty minutes in. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, when I watched Robbie Gray put that ball through the high diddle diddle, uh, I got to tell you, mate, I felt horrible. Uh, no, mate, you did. My first thought was with you, uh, yeah, you and right. your family, and yep. all the Carlton fans out there, and uh-huh. and I did not giggle. I want to make uh-huh. that categorical. I did not giggle. <laughs> Okay, what did you do? I, I did not laugh, I did not chortle, and I just want to send my condolences for the way that you absolutely snatched defeat out of victory. Congratulations. How's it going to fuck yourself, sir? <laughs> Fucking
0: hell. Mate, we, we led the top side at the final siren. That is a really good effort. Sure, we didn't go on to win the game,
1: <laughs> but it was a. Did you watch any of the game? I watched, I cheated like the final 10 minutes. So I, so I we get to this, but I was on the way to uh, Homebush, um, and so watched it on my phone.
0: Okay, so you'll get on your way to see Hawthorne and Melbourne, we'll get to that. But um, it was actually a really cracking game. So yeah. both teams. Both teams uh, have come out and said that they want to you know delight their fans and play fast flowing free footy and they did and it was I mean it was only nine goal or yeah nine goals each in the end which is a bit um not representative of what a what kind of an open game it was but yeah it was yeah, fucking sure, great. Sure, sure. Charlie Dixon was the absolute difference. He is a fucking monster. You know what he is Michael, you know what it he is? He's a competitive beast. No
1: way, no which, way. Seriously.
0: I know n- no one uses that phrase uh, these days, but he really is. He's a beast and he competes. He's both of them together.
1: So what do you think happened with him in the end? Okay, so he got that knock on the head. He missed that shot out from, from about 20 yeah. in front. So do you yep. think it was the case that they couldn't get someone off the ground? or did Because he, he appeared to be waiting to get on the ground, but it also looked like the kind of knock where he came off and he got down on his knee. felt like he maybe needed to do a concussion test before he could go back on. Well, I think
0: from what they were saying in the coverage, so he did come off with a sort of bleeding eye. He came off and he was a bit wobbly when he got off. I think they were saying it was just because um, it was a hot day and it just been a really um, heavy-duty game, that he was just kind of fatigued okay. rather than concussed. Yeah, sure. But, yes, he couldn't get back on the ground. And But Port Adelaide should have been ahead way before that. They missed fucking Todd Marshall missed from like eight metres out. Robbie Gray missed. Uh, Dixon hit the post from about 15. So they had their chances, and then as soon as Gray got it, you're like, there is nothing fucking surer than this guy kicking from the wrong pocket for a right footer. What was he, like 45 out? It 45 was fucking, out on the boundary, yeah. It was an incredible kick, and, you know, they deserved to win, and, and good on them.
1: Who was the current player who blazed away and tried to put it through the high diddle diddle in the final minute or so when he could have passed it about 15 in front of him? Yeah, so that was David Cunningham.
0: So he uh, is in the bad books, and especially it was on his non-dominant foot. He couldn't kick 40 metres. It ended up in the goal square. We had, it, we had our chances to win. They had their chances to put us away earlier. It was just a really good game, you know? And but, so well done to Port Adelaide. They are flying 6-1. and one. They're playing finals, and I reckon they're going to go deep.
1: Um, I hate to say this as a football fan, mm. uh, but you guys are looking all right you got a, you, got, you got a bit of excitement. You've got a bit of spring in your step nowadays.
0: There's a little bit about that. You, when mm. there's games, you kind of go, we don't go, how much will we lose by? We'll go, yeah. maybe we could win this one? You yeah. know, we're playing North Melbourne this week, right? And so as a Carlton supporter, I go, with North playing the way they are, we probably should win. But mm. we haven't beaten North for ages. We, Whenever we get ahead of ourselves, we fall over. So I'm still, I'm still in that mindset, the loser, the Brendan Bolton, mindset and luckily what has happened is we got rid of brendan bolton <laughs> here it comes. and we gave him to hawthorne and now you guys it was fuck, it was nice seeing him sit next to the uh, clarko in the box oh god i love that shot yeah fuck let's man. get on to
1: the the mighty hawks how they've fallen well i think i messaged you on the way to the game saying that if we lost in melbourne i was going to jump off kudos bank arena and that's still not yep. of the question okay okay you're okay. gonna head back and get back on the train um okay. But yeah, so I went to the game. So we, we talked about a couple of weeks when I went along. That was a Sunday night against the Giants. Yes. So I'll talk you through. I mean, it was yeah, yeah I mean, it was it was a rough watch for a Hawks fan. But now, how did you get the ticket to this game? Because you went along as a guest of Alex Williams last time. Yes, friend of the show. This time, I uh, uh, I couldn't get a ticket to the Collingwood one because I wasn't an interstate member. Uh-huh. Um, and for this one, I th- I have a feeling that they. It was either off the impetus of the email when I sent to them saying, you know, can how do I get a ticket for the Collingwood game? But I yep. th- feel like maybe they go through their, their uh, database and find the people who are in New South Wales. Oh, so they approached you? Yeah, yeah. They hit me up, yeah. Okay, that's pretty email. cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. And but so I, did you go by yourself or did you find a Melbourne supporter to go with you?
1: No, I didn't. I went in with a Hawthorne friend. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. I, I, I figure that just on the database, I might just hit up the New South Wales people because this yep. is game classified as a home game. Uh, yes. But yes. also free ticket. Really? Yeah, I would have thought they'd just charge you twenty bucks or something, seeing that you know money's tight for everyone. Yeah, right. yeah, I would have thought they'd try to recoup it somehow. But I guess yeah. oh, that's a very nice gesture. So I reckon maybe there. I'm very bad with crowds. Um, so I'm going to say two thousand people. So, does it feel like a VFL game in a big stadium? Well, here's the thing, man. So, at the first game I went to, we sat on the ground floor. So, that yep. was that was pretty much open. And it was open around the entire ground. Okay? A lot of people call that level one. Yeah. And then there was the top stand, which some people call level two, uh, which uh, for me seemed to be empty. But there could have been a few people in there. But it just yep. seemed like, you know, while anyone got there. So, I get there. And I called my friend, and he's running a few minutes behind me, and so I'm just standing behind the goals uh, on the non-scoreboard end. So if you're watching TV, look to the right. Mm-hmm. And and has the game started? No, the game has started. Yeah, and I say to my mate. Um, so your
0: friend missed the opening bounce.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I did too. Yeah, it was a shock. It was a nightmare getting there. Um,
0: what sort of fucking football? Fans no, no, but you don't do.
1: understand. Like my chauffeur didn't show up, and. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's very rough. Uh, And then he came and he was in a Volvo, not a Beamer. I was like, oh, take that back, Charles. Um, So uh, I go to meet my mate. And the guy at the, you know, lack of a better word, security, um, but I could have fucking taken him. He comes up to me (laughs) and he he says, oh, uh, are you waiting for food or waiting for a friend? And I was like, oh, just waiting for me to mate. And he's like, oh, cool. Yeah, okay. Um, As soon as he comes along, um, just head up to level two. And I was like, okay, yeah, okay. But he kind of wanted me off the concourse. And I'm like, there's literally no one on the concourse. And it's 10 metres wide. You've been there. Like, it's 10 metres wide. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, they had, I reckon, about two-thirds of the ground shut. So, nobody sitting either on the top or bottom level. Yep. So, I meet my mate. He shows up. We wander upstairs. And we have our our ticket. But, like, we're we're just like, it's really a case of, you know, sit anywhere. Um, Yeah. And I think I was like gate 243 or something. And so we we're like, I'll just go through here. And a lady comes up and she's like, oh, if anybody's in your seat, just let me know when I can move them. And I was like, okay. And then we went to sit down and we're like, it's actually quite crowded around here. And so we found a bay that had like, you know, about five rows of empty seats so we could just sit apart from it, people. Like we didn't have anyone yep. within us for about 10 metres. And we were like, why have they got us all kind of crammed in bunched in one yeah. section like when the whole idea is that you can come along and be yeah spread you out spread you out yeah um and then went down i think maybe at half time or something get something eight or something what did and, you eat uh i think it was the fruit thing like a little fruit cup kind of thing you um, think it was mate it was you you were there well yeah I mean, okay i was <laughs> and, uh, and i <laughs> and i and i I th- I think I couldn't find the sh- the food shop kind of thing, and I was kind of walking around, and then a lady came up to me. She's like, "Oh, so do you know where your seat is?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, do." She's like, "Well, just make sure you get off the concourse and head to your seat, you know, as soon as possible." And it was just b- it was a bit weird that they were kind of they a, didn't have a spread out as much as I would have thought you would, yeah. And then they were so eager to clear the concourse. Uh, even though we were not, literally not within anyone for, 10, yep. ten fifteen meters. Even if I stood behind the goalist. and by the way, I fucking called a time, I fucking called out to Jack Gunston. He was in the goal square. Called out, mm. give me a wave. He fucking heard me, and he didn't give me a wave. That's, That's bullshit. I'm going to take that, that up. With, take that up with JJD when the next see Um. So yeah, and I, maybe I thought they want me to sit in my seat, so they can trace, like who was in what spot. Oh, okay.
0: But did okay. In regarding that, then, do they know uh, your friend's name? Did you have to give his name while you were there?
1: He went through a separate ballot, so they okay, would have right. his details. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that
0: that makes sense to understand where everyone's sitting.
1: Yeah, and then I thought maybe by not having the bottom level open, that they're kind of protecting,
0: keeping them away from the players. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that maybe as so. well.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. But then I just found it really strange that they. They had us kind of literally herded into like one third of like the top half of the stadium when they could have just opened up the whole top and let us, yep. you know, separate from each other. Anyway, I'm sure it'll be fine. <coughs> Mate, this is not, not a time to joke about this kind of thing. It's a good story though. That should be in your book. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> what, uh, uh, Giant Stadium and Other Disappointments? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that would be a great book. Can I ask... Are you prepared for Hawthorne to begin the rebuild now? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: No, I mean, we... we
0: were, you, were you angry yesterday or were you just like, wow, we
1: have really fallen off a cliff here? We did look fucking rubbish. We did look fucking rubbish. God, uh, it's good. No, I know. You I know. don't understand. I know, I know. But, um, yeah, I mean, all I can do is just get out and, you know, watch the DVDs or the of the nine premierships I've watched in my life. So, things yeah. are pretty tough.
0: <laughs> is Clark O the Man to, to take you
1: through? Um, I I wouldn't. When jump. did he
0: start? 2004. End, or of t- end of 2004. So
1: 2005. So for 2005. The first season, so yeah. he's been
0: there 15 years. he would be 17 by the time. So some players have had him their entire career.
1: There would be a player. Okay.
0: So if we're thinking about it, in well, actually, like, at the moment, there probably isn't. Is there?
1: In like two years' time, there would be a player if he's still there, who would have been born after Clarko became coach. Fuck but i I I'm, I'm, don't think they should jump off straight away I mean he's got no, two, I'd get rid he's of him. got two years left, so I think we you know we'll let him see that out like um, you've got Sam Mitchell waiting there you know what he's like
0: he's a fucking low dog he's fucking he's going to white ant him he'll be coached by the end of the season and, nothing sure
1: and then it's also a case of uh often this stuff comes down to do they lose the players yeah, yeah so it's I feel like that's often more a case of um a case than performance like they go oh we don't you know play for that guy anymore so we don't want to hear that same message you
0: just like yeah. it must be hard for clarko saying the same shit for 15 years to be like oh fuck i bore myself
1: oh no you're right yeah trying to find a different way to say the same thing yeah yeah i'll
0: tell you one message that would we'll get through from clarko and that is you don't play injured players
1: oh you don't play injured
0: players and we know you that can't, you, can't, you can't take the risk michael if it was a grand final can you get through a whole game? Remember when Simon Preston Giacomo pulled himself out of a grand final side because he didn't think his hamstring would get through? And he didn't play, and the team fucking lost anyway, mm. so he didn't miss anything?
1: Yeah, and remember that time that Nigel Lappin ran out and he had a broken rib and a punctured lung, and they won? Yep. And so therefore yep. it was a fucking <laughs> genius move? <laughs> and he's a hero. <laughs> so the Kengis have had a two... Oh,
0: I think it's two weeks running now, or two out of three weeks. They played... Um, Ben Cunnington, when he had a sore back, I don't know whether you saw him, he had a sore back and they went, we'll play him, and he got up and he just looked like a 48-year-old who'd just gotten out of bed, man. He That's a really looked,
1: good point. He actually, like, he looked, it looked like he'd put on, like, 15 kilos.
0: Yeah, because he's kind of, because his back was sore, his tummy was, like, pushed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was not flattering in the uh, in the vertical stripes. And you just felt for him. He couldn't run. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and not, he copped yeah. a knock in the back, so he was just like it was like, oh fuck, that hurts even more now. Do
1: you remember that uh, final Juddy played back in 2000 and I'm gonna go with uh six? Yeah, uh, I reckon. No, no, he... it
0: would have been would have been seven, because they won in two thousand Oh, Yeah, of course. That yeah, was that's right. after
1: that. Yeah, yeah, sorry, uh junk apology right there. Yeah. And he could barely he could barely walk.
0: Yeah, he had the the OP real bad. Oh, dude. That was that was horrible to watch. Has question without notice. Oh, another has, one. Sorry, has syndesmosis replaced osteitis pubis? That's a really good point. You don't hear about OP anymore, do you? Never. It doesn't exist, but everyone's got fucking syndesmosis.
1: What? Uh, I haven't heard that one. What's that one? Uh, it's a high inside ankle sprain, Michael. Fuck, you don't pay attention. I really don't. No, fuck I've been I've been trying to call Dr Peter Likens, but he hasn't been returning <laughs> my calls.
0: It's a bad one it'll, it'll linger It can be six weeks can be three months mate. You don't know
1: So is the idea Adam As we go into this kind of Fixture that might be coming up Where it might be playing You know Every four days oh. Or something like that They're trying to cram in it's games It's like uh, uh,
0: the Six games in two hours Some teams are playing Like yeah. they are fucking Wedging them in Because well, again North Melbourne did it again On the weekend Jack Zeeble uh, Did his hamstring Had a week off Came back was out like almost first quarter done. Nat Five came back after a week, had to play the second, the week he came back in the Gold square because he'd done his hamstring again. So they're just going, you're going to have to start resting players who have
1: awareness. And then how much is that on the player and how much is that on the coaching group? Just by the fact, I mean, if if Nat Five comes to you and say, I'm fit. Yeah, I know. I know. You believe him, don't you? And he's the franchise player of the team. But then and if, he does say, if he does do the hammy in the first quarter or whatever, you go, yeah. well, fuck you, Nat Five. Why'd you fucking say you're fit when you weren't?
0: And that's where I reckon as a coach then you need to say to the players, righto, like because the the team suffers then. So you need to say to them, everyone on the list, no one buys pirate life until he's back in the team. <laughs> like he needs, he needs a financial hit because he's still getting paid as a player. But if any of his uh, outside um, recreational activities get affected, then he might go... Fucking hell! Maybe I'll sit this one out because pirate life is taking a hit.
1: Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like people, I, I, I mean, I don't see him in any ads for that, but I imagine he's getting some kind of sponsorship from Calvin Klein underwear. So mm. people say, you know, hey, no, Calv- no Calvin Klein, uh, because we don't have any money to go into Nat Five's uh, pocket. You know, yeah. they should burn, burn your Calvin's. They should say to the team up there, uh, look, uh, if Nat Five is going to be lying to the playing group and saying he's fit when mm. he's not. Uh, yeah. no one is allowed to go and play at King Tut's Putt-Putt because he is obviously <laughs> a minority share owner.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, they, they do need to be aware and players need to go – because, you know, when you're young and you're fit, you're just like, oh, no, I can do that. You know, you'd be like uh, – you know, when someone goes, mate, we're, we're going having a big weekend. Do you reckon you can back up from Friday into Saturday? We've got like a boys' day during the day. And you're like, mate, of course I can. Oh. But when you're 30 – You've got, like, fucking Alcaselta seltzer set up. You've got fucking
1: HydroLite. Oh. You, you're planning ahead. Oh, God. If anybody ever in my life said to me, fucking, we had a night out on a Friday night, and then said, mate, can you back up? We've got a boys' day on Saturday. I'd, I'd kill myself. I'd kill myself <laughs> immediately. Yeah, but so that's what happens when you have no mates. You don't oh get those offers. Oh, hang out with the boys. I hate that term. Boys. No, I want to hang out with adults. Not Boys. I learnt that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> Footballers in real life, Adam. Hit me. We've got a few this week. Yes, yeah, so we have one right here, and I think he is in uh, for a, a little bit of a, a happy little afternoon mm. by the fact that uh, from Sean. Hey boys, the quick from up here on the Gold Coast, or as we call we it go. now, the home of football, had this one in the chamber for a while, I thought I would send it in now as so I really need that King Tut's voucher. Now this is something we just talked about last week, we actually hadn't, hadn't confirmed. Yeah, uh, and
0: I know that here Sean's probably taking the piss, but uh, you're going to play golf my friend.
1: Late last year when I was travelling, uh, when travelling was allowed, I was in Darwin for a trade show when I spotted a very good looking fit gentleman. Mm. Oh, I don't remember going to Darwin. Oh, see what it did. He stood out as everyone else in my line of work uh, runs on schooners and hungry jacks.
0: Oh, that sounds like a boy's day. <laughs>
1: After talking to the striking man for a while, later on at the pub, he dropped the old. I played a bit of footy back in the day. Turns out it was silky half forward flanker Matt Clapp from Carlton. Clapp a. Uh, Clapp a and West Coast fame. <laughs> Uh, and there was this cheeky little photo that he took, but we we, we don't promote the idea of uh, of uh, sending in photos of these people. Uh, no, yes, we do. We we promote. We won't we won't um, repost them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, if
0: you can get if you can get snapshots of people doing stuff, then that is that is gold uh, gold
1: pass at King Tut Tut. Actually, that's a good fo- point. Yeah, and if you have any yeah. vi- if you have any videos from Boys' Nights where <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah uh, they might be uh, doing a monstrous line. <laughs> uh, so, Sean, you are going to score yourself a voucher to King Tut's Putt-Putt. We're going to email you uh, during the week and uh, you can yeah. go and enjoy King, enjoy a round. Enjoy around. Yeah, congratulations, Sean, our first winner. Uh, g'day, guys. The spotting from early February this year in the inner west of Sydney at the Coles in the heart of Burwood Westfield. I will leave the judgment on that location up to you, Michael, considering you reside in Sydney. Uh, I just went, you know, I'll go through train. Uh, on the way to home, but she go through Burwood Station. Uh, I'm going to be honest, the kids, boys, six and eight, were out of control in Coles and I may have given up in the pursuit of the goods of my lengthy list. Question about the notice, why do they keep moving shit in these stores? Is it out of spite?
0: Oh, yeah, there's nothing worse. But, you know, you go to one Coles and you know the layout and then you go to another one and you're like, why is that not next to that one now?
1: Yeah, I've never really thought about that, the layout of supermarkets, yeah.
0: Well, almost always when you go in, it's fruit and veg. Uh...
1: Wait, what? When you go in at the front? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's fruit and veg almost always is the first thing you hit.
1: Yeah, okay. Mate, as a superhero who worked for Coles, mate, who do you think designed all these layouts? That's a really good point, actually, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this may have been a, a portent of future days as the kids set themselves up in the toilet paper aisle and decided mm. to reenact an episode of Blue Equality Show for all the kids, that one. Uh, I won't bore you with the finer details. Basically, packets of toilet paper being thrown at unsuspecting customers. <laughs> Bl- bloody hell, if I was wondering why I'd order, but give those right. kids a door, yeah, smack over the forehead. Uh, that's not what actually happens in the episode, so they uh, <laughs> use some artistic licence. <laughs> Hang on, it. did you just say you were going to smack some kids in the forehead? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Good. One r- One with r- the back of the hand. <laughs> uh, anyway, who should, have, uh, th- who should they have thrown toilet paper at? None other than... Large former crow that has just recently relocated to Sydney, Sam, Sauce, Jacobs. Sauce. He also had the family in tow. and gave me a known look back <laughs> when I said, sorry, mate, uh, they're just playing out that Bluey episode. Mate, relatable, hey, Sauce?
0: Oh, absolutely relatable. I, I'm i a little bit uh, concerned about what uh, Bluey is um, teaching our kids teaching to Teaching our do. children, yeah. I think it should, yeah. be ta- should be taken off air, yeah. It's yeah. not right. Oh, yeah. you know what? Next episode, Bluey. You're going to the vet, mate. Yeah. You're going go to, you go to the big farm in the sky, Bluey.
1: Yeah, I think we can all say right now, defund the ABC. <laughs> Would you watch an episode where Bluey's put down? I think it'd be a cracker. <laughs> on a very special episode of Bluey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The last
0: ever episode of Bluey. No,
1: but I like the idea that Bluey commits a crime and he gets executed. <laughs> <laughs> so they have like his final yep. meal and then yep, they, yep. <laughs> his family yep. comes in. I imagine you've got a yep. family and they kind of say yep. their final goodbyes. And he licks he his balls one last time. Yeah, and then he kind of walks down. And <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's not like hanging or uh, electric no, chair they, or like. no, they back over him with a ute. <laughs> well, I was going to say beheading, but that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> but the ute <laughs> the ute <laughs> works as well. <laughs> Imagine that, mate. I mean, it gets some eyeballs, wouldn't it? And it would teach kids a lot. Don't fuck around. <laughs> exactly. Don't lead to a life of crime, where well, you might get. Yeah, all these all these uh, shows have morals in them. There's your one. Bluey gets found smuggling <laughs> drugs up his butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to the Middle East, <laughs> and the irony being, he gets caught out by another sniffer dog. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, he thought he was just
0: sniffing his ass out of friendliness, but he was fucking. <laughs> searching for drugs. I'm
1: on to you, mate. <laughs> No doubt that incident was enough uh, for him to question what the hell he was doing in Bill, then Sydney in general, sending him into a spiral ending with him being dropped a few weeks ago. But mm. hey, it could be worse. could be salt Crows. Oh, jeez. Very, yeah. Very true. Anyway, you'll be happy to know uh, I found everything on the list and eventually gathered up the kids. who had no idea who saw these or was yeah. when I told them. It's disappointing. Kids need to know. Not a bad one, but this doesn't trump the time I saw Johnny Gestev. Wow. Uh, West Perth and Brisbane bears great outside, inside the Hungry Jacks. Twat Hill, Tuart, Twat, Chewit, Chewit, Hill? Chew Hill, yeah, Chew it? Chew it Hill in the burbs of Perth in 1987. Oh, Johnny, Johnny G. <laughs> I'd like the follow up though. Uh, well, I think it was him. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Johnny Guess, if you sure? Nah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm gonna imagine it was Johnny, but he was quite distinctive and also, you know, an you know, probably the next legend in the hall of fame.
0: Oh, absolutely. And uh, in 87, when West Coast just come in, they were rock stars. So yeah, it yeah. was Johnny Gestev. Uh,
1: from Mark, not much of a football in real life, but times are tough. They are. I was out and about walking my dog. Oh, gee, watch out. Life of crime for that dog could get <laughs> in Yarraville last week and spotted none other than 2013 Smith medalist Brian Lake. Oh. He was dressed very casually with tracksuit pants and mm-hmm. was accompanied by a female companion. Uh, Most interestingly, perhaps he was carrying a small dog I observed him for several minutes And not once did he put that dog down Wow, that is funny that we Oh yeah, no, I mean put it on the ground Yeah, it's just funny that we talked for like two (laughs) minutes about
0: (laughs) Well, I guess it's better that Brian's holding the dog Because if his partner was holding it Brian's first um, inclination would be to punch the dog out of her hands
1: Well, this would be the thing though Hit the boundary I'd like Third to... Third man up. I, I, if I saw that, I'd actually say to Brian, how much you pay for that, mate? And he'd say, "He'd give the price. And I'd be like, fucking bargain, man. Absolute bargain. <laughs> <laughs> Is
0: he still doing the bargains? How's
1: that going, uh, with Brian? I don't, think I, don't I think... I think there's a fair bit of radio silence from Brian of late. Yeah, good. Uh, from Gus, I have only recently discovered your pod through Two Guys One Cup pod and I've been enjoying it immensely. I'm a postie, so doing very well for myself. And get to listen while delivering. Currently working through the back uh catalogue as well as <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Over? Over? I, I don't know that word. I know, I've seen the word. Fuck man. I this I hate when I feel dumb. Uh but it happens a lot. Uh, as yeah, well as keeping say. up to date with the current Epps. You know uh, what? He's a he's a uh, a posty delivering our mail that is jumper punch central that's a really good point actually yeah guys yeah. be careful actually yeah for all the all the people out there when we do send the uh stubby holders out there stubby holders mm. at big tar- big cartel.com yes junktime.bigcartel.com. there we you go can check out our, our merch it's only been five years i've nearly got it right yeah <laughs> um and we actually unfortunately have to pop in like about a seven dollar um uh, Australia for post fee. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we haven't done it for a while, but in the past we would uh, encourage, <laughs> encourage people who mm. got the package when the poster came through just to <laughs> give them a bit of a bit of a jumper punch, just to kind of keep yeah. them on their toes. So Gus, just
0: be careful, mate. If you are delivering one of our, if it has junk time written on the back, just protect yourself, mate. Protect. Protect well, the head is Sankrasak.
1: I think we should go a step further by the fact, you know, Gus is a uh, proud member of the Junk Time family and helping us uh, out and, you know, providing content true. here with the email. That we should actually encourage the Junk Timers out there not to jump a punch Gus, okay? Absolutely. So when you get your package, when you buy your um, stubby holders, mm. just say to the postie, are you Gus? And if they yeah. say uh, yes, don't jump a punch them. Yeah. And if they say no, fucking go for your life. Free for all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And Gus will be uh, also responding to you. I've got some other things I'd love you to deliver. So I'll hit you up after this.
1: I have a few very historical footballers in real life which may be of interest. Almost 20 years ago, I was living in
0: Bali. Oh, Bali. Fuck. There's got to be a lot coming coming down the pipe
1: from Bali. Although living on the Sunshine Coast, it's hard to tell. Uh, I, oh, Hang sorry. on, he says yeah, so, so obviously. obviously doing better than I am now. Although living yep. on the Sunshine Coast, it's hard to tell. Hey, mate, you were in the firing line for a King Tut's putt-putt, though. I believe he is. Gussie, you're heading there? I played a bit of footy for the mighty barley geckos. That's good. Cool. Oh what? Isn't that where
0: Brian Lake played? This is all coming together this uh this podcast. Did Brian Lake
1: play for the geckos? Uh, I feel like he might have, yeah. I feel like he might have. And then yeah. he went on to play for Osaka, which turned out not quite great. The Geckos had a season that involved a few games coming away against the Jakarta Bingtangs, the Asian AFL championships and a couple of carnivals rearranged. One of which was set up as a kind of postseason. Hang on, pause, pause. Is there really a team called the Jakarta Bintang? I thought that as well when I saw the email. I mean, I imagine Gus is uh, not making this up, and I mean, he's a member. No. Of, he's a member of Australia Post. They don't lie. Um, but the, uh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they're sponsored by them. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah, they were formed in '95. Yeah, so maybe they're filling in a bit of cash. That's uh, a great idea. One of which were, a couple of carnivals rearranged, one of which was set up as a kind of post-season holiday trip in order to attract as many teams as possible with the view of coming and have a trip to Bali with a bit of footy on the side. That'd be cool. Love it. Yeah, would be. Once last year, there was about 10 And you know what,
0: Michael? Sorry. You know what? When you're playing in Bali, it's perfect conditions for footy. Oh, absolutely. Year round. Year round. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can't get a bad day.
1: One such year, there was about 10 teams, one of which uh, was from Melbourne. The word was these guys are pretty good things, even though amateurs. They came from a very good league where they had a bit of success this particular season. However, they only had 10 players on the trip. Ugh. No biggie. It was a 10 nine aside on a soccer field with bamboo goals, posts. Yes, I am experienced AFLX veteran pioneer. Yeah. Over the course of the carnival, their team established themselves as favourites with an unbeaten run in their side of the draw. As the Geckos did on our side. Ooh, we're building something. Mm. So we were destined to meet in the final. The final was held on the second day of the ca- weekend long <laughs> carnival. By this time, after four games, we had picked up two injuries. So we they had, picked up, they had injuries. picked up two injuries. They had picked up two injuries, so they only played eight players. We offered them one of ours. Don't do that. And they said not to worry about it as they weren't taking it too seriously. Can I
0: just say that your um, uh, attempt at um, cool commentary lasted one
1: sentence? Look, you fucking read them next time. <laughs> <laughs> we got pumped. Their strategy was fairly simple. Clear out the scoring arc for the Kevin Bartlett archetype. Late 30s, balding, potential comb-over, who, even though 15 years older than our defender, could still beat him by 5 metres over a 20-metre sprint. I despite, despite myself in the ruck, seven, and back then a bit trimmer and fitter than from surfing on the reg.
0: Okay, I reckon even if... Uh Gus wasn't a fan of the show. I don't suggest that you jump a punch him at six <laughs> foot seven.
1: <laughs> I think you probably don't actually have to say you, Gus. You just see yeah. a six foot yeah. seven poster and you'd be like, Yeah, oh, just assume. G'day, Gus. It's Gus. Hey, oh, hmm. listen to Jack John. Um, being able to leap over the opponent, who was, let's just say, uh, was absolutely reeking of the previous <laughs> night's overindulgence <laughs> on the duty-free rum, which was leaking out of his paws in the uh, Balinese immunity and may not have been in peak physical condition. Their other advantage was the guy clearing the ball out of the middle. Anyway, their mid was reading the ball wherever I tapped it, zipping away and delivering to their full forward, consistently laced out, who was about five metres away from the closest possible spoil. Effectively, tap, run, kick, mark, goal. Lucky (laughs) we were playing this team without the full complement and they were um, under the weather and still killing us. Turns out the midfielder with a bit of skill was none other than Stevie Baker. As a Saints fan, I asked their ruck at one point and he confirmed that it was indeed him. Although he asked to keep it on the down low as he was not supposed to engage in extracurricular footy footy and the Saints might be a bit upset. He had been invited to come along to the post-season trip with his mates from the club he was playing with before being brought into the Saints. I'm hoping the Statue of Limitations has run out on that one for him, had a few beers after the game with Stephen, and found him to be a very nice guy. Not at all the type you would expect from his reputation. Time has dulled the memory of the details, but good bloke to have a beer with. Well, there you go.
0: That's that awesome. has turned the tables on what you'd expect of Stevie Baker, but I suppose <laughs> when, he's, you know, when he's in Bali, that's probably the best time to get him, right?
1: I think it's stories like these that might lead to a bit of re- 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 renaissance, <laughs> renaissance, <laughs> yep. renaissance yep. <laughs> of Stevie Baker. Uh, just by the fact, I could see if you know this kind of story got out, like he could be, mm. you know, maybe maybe one of the major media commentators in the AFL, maybe replacing Bruce McAvaney when he decides to pull the pin. Possibly. I'll tell you what though, I have no doubt that
0: Stevie Baker in Bali got some serious bargains. Fuck man. Like fuck. imagine him going, I'll give you a, I'll give you a, uh three hundred rupiah and they'd be like, nah mate, four hundred. And then he just turn around and then fucking bang, elbow, down goes the shopkeeper.
1: Yeah, sure. He'd just show like his thongs that he's actually sharp yeah. he's sharpened at the bottom <laughs> of it. Yeah, yeah. We are going to hit the road. Thank you for joining us. We are Junktime Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, Hinge, Tinder, uh, Bumble, Snapchat, TikTok, and the Gram. Go Blues. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.
0: Hawks. Fuck off.